Hi, Vince. Good afternoon, Jeremiah. So we were talking a minute ago about remote management, decided to hit the record button, and here we are trying to record something on remote management. It's a, it's a heck of a time. Everyone uh, is all of a sudden, you pointed me to a bunch of articles by GitLab, who at one point in their blogs said, we are the largest uh, company that is 100% remote or something in the world. Right. And I don't know what they, when they said that, but at this point they're wrong because there, <laughs> there are other companies that are much bigger that are hundred percent remote. Um, and yeah, we're in a, we're in a world where people are trying to make this kind of stuff work. And there's a lot of, a lot of things that are complicated about that. So uh, I don't know yeah. how you want to go about this. I think so tech has swung back and forth on this for a while. Uh, you know, I think tech was pretty early in terms of trying to push people for remote work. Um, and there have been people that have been doing it since the 70s. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and tech and, is obviously, unlike manufacturing or something, one of those areas where there's, some, there's a lot of capacity for remote work. And of course, the remote work revolution has been talked about for a million years. It's coming, just like the paperless revolution. And it yeah. looks like it is finally here after, you know, 30 years of people saying it was going to happen. So we had, um, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a backstep a few years ago. Do you remember when uh, Marissa Mayer joined uh, Yahoo, was it? <laughs> Jeez. And, uh, and, and IBM and everybody started saying, all right, we're not working from home anymore. Now everybody's got to be in the office and then we'll magically have innovation. Hmm. Yeah, a sort of hothouse of innovation. And then everybody started doing open floor plans everywhere, and then everybody was innovative. Oh, yeah. So much innovation happened when you couldn't hear yourself. So it worked well. And this all, like, now completely got, got a hard stop. And there are so many people who are happy about that. Well, we still have open floor plan. It's just instead of sharing it with our coworkers, we're sharing it with our children and our dogs. Yeah. And there's even a bit of a backslide in, uh, in people with, with too much open floor plan at home. I think people are now in some ways trying to, uh, you know, compartmentalize their spaces a bit more than was the uh, HGTV trend uh, the past oh. uh, few years. Yeah. Maybe they'll start closing off kitchens again. Who knows? But I, I, half the people probably are working out of their kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. wife is actually downstairs working from the dining room. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's nice to have a break every once in a while. Mix it up. Take yourself yep. on a vacation to your porch. So, yeah, there's a, there's a, lot, of, there's a lot of pieces there. Um, there, was a, there was an article on the Enterprise Project about, you know, various things that you could be doing for um, trying to make this work uh, in remote. And, and uh, they, they had a lot of good ideas here, which are probably worth, worth talking over. Um, and... I, I'm not sure I'm going to go through all the ideas, but so, several of them uh, are pretty important. I think one of the interesting ones that they mention here is gossip. Um, hmm. And uh, that really uh, came out to me because I think, again, like talking about evolutionary from back in the time of the cavemen and stuff, right? gossip is just a big part of everyone's life. It's not work related. It's not task related. It, you know, it's just a way to sort of, 
you know, relax and get to know things about people, what their favorite sports teams are, what kind of things they like to do for exercise, stuff like that, which I you know, totally, uh, very important for actually getting people to go through the work of actually working together. It's very hard to work with people that you, that you don't trust, or you have a sort of a very stiff and formal relationship yeah. with. And so you need to have some way of getting people to, to relax a little bit and find out, you know, what kind of dogs they have or, you know, where they, where they grew up and what their, what their parents did and things like that, which is goofy because it's not task related. It's not going to actually help you guys push out the next feature or anything like that. But I think it's critical to having a team work and normally in an office that work, people just, they're bored. So they, they have coffee and they talk. Um, but uh, definitely during this time when people are like, oh, we have to work remotely, there's not as much time for, for gossip, which isn't, you know, you don't have to have enormous amount of time for gossip, but you have to have some. So I think in the course of normal work, right, a lot of it tends to be transactional. And even going through that, you can tend to build relationships with people over time and, and to trust them, right? You know that they do good work. You know they're there to support you when you need something. And, and you can build solid, trusting relationships that way. I also think that probably you want to find ways to accelerate that. And that's, what personal, that's where personal relationships, right, where gossip and other things come into play. Right, that's where having a, having a beer with coworkers goes a long way. Yeah. That, well, let's get back to that one because there's some, some other aspects of that that are, that are actually pretty important to talk about. But here, here, this is a, you and I, is, this is a good example. We didn't know each other prior to, to COVID. And I joined Red Hat about a week after everybody went into lockdown. Right? So I went from an environment where I knew everybody really well. I had about 40 people on my team, right, to coming in as an individual contributor and not working really as part of a, a close-knit team and not knowing all the all too many people around me very well right and and when you don't have forums to to meet people and to have some amount of of gossip people get isolated pretty quickly yeah and they 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 stop uh a they stop necessarily believing that their contributions are going to necessarily help the company in a significant way uh maybe feel a little bit like a cog in the wheel um a little too fungible, a little less uh, yeah. uh, of importance to the company. And they, uh, there's all that confusion about, you know, there's thousands and thousands of things that they should be doing, right? All these various requirements. Which of these requirements are things that need to be filled 100%, some sort of safety requirement that if you don't do it right, people are going to be endangered. And which are these requirements that are, you know, interpret it, make it, make it work for you, but don't, don't do it to some crazy extent. And um, definitely you have to build relationships with people inside the company in order to find someone who you can say, okay, like to be honest, do we have to do this training or is this training something that you just sort of, you click through in the background and you say, okay, at the bottom. You know, and that kind of, some training is super important. Some training is a waste of time and people need to figure That's out. Right. And I'd also say people don't want to have to go to their boss with all of these questions. They don't, you don't want to, nobody wants to feel like they're badgering their boss, right? Adding hey, problems hey, and slowing things down. Hey boss, this thing that you asked me to do, do I have to do it a hundred percent or can I kind of, you know, sandbag it and do 60%? Yeah. 
how's that? How many times are you going to have that conversation? <laughs> and so, you, so you need some peer group, right, to help you understand the culture and the norms that 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 are there. And you know, if if you've already been on a team for some period of time, going into the COVID lockdown, you you probably already have that. But people who are transitioning between companies right now, it's harder to uh, to figure those sorts of things out. And and you know, having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, having happy hours or other forums where you can do that sort of thing tends to be really important um, for helping people get up to speed and being more effective at their actual job. I think I think um, that's something that I feel I have just. I talk to a lot of people. I don't get the feeling that happy hours are happening nearly as much, which is, which is a problem because you, again, you need that kind of relaxed, casual conversation with people. I totally understand why people are not doing happy hours. People are working. They seem to be working. This is what you see in the news, an extra two to three hours a day above what they expected to be working before COVID, which is kind of just shocking to everyone. And people don't know how we've gotten into this situation. <laughs> so the last thing they want to do is then spend another hour drinking beer to a, to a computer screen with a bunch of little faces on it. I, I understand why that's a problem, but also people need to like have a sort of sense of, uh, relationship with their team that's not yes. task-based and so you need something um, we have occasionally done like wine tastings and sort of you know, cooking classes and things like that yeah. which are goofy um, but I do think they are trying to bridge that gap it's it's tough so. but even there right so it's good for you know some some amount of team building but what what we haven't done yet right is all right, well, we're all in this meeting. Somebody's talking, right? And generally you can only hear one person really talking at any given time. How do you go have a side conversation with somebody? Do we drop out? Do I just ping you? And do we drop out of the, the regular meeting and chat for, for five minutes aside and then go back? These are things that the limited bandwidth of, of you know, the online kind of environment doesn't let you do like an in-person gathering, right? Yes, in person, definitely. It all go to, to one, one place. You, we, you and I could step aside and we could have a conversation while still kind of keeping in the loop on what's going on in the, with the main group, right? If people, you know, if something crazy starts to go on there, if they start to move into a different place or people start to dwindle, if, if you're online, you can't, you can't really be in both of those places at once. Yeah. Um, I think that may be one of the reasons that people feel they have to do several more hours of work a day is that they're, they're rather inefficiently blocked into time where they're stuck in a meeting because they, they have agreed to this meeting, but they really only need to be at that meeting for maybe 15, 20 minutes. If in an in-person meeting, you yeah. might be able to come up with ways to, to get out of it. Hey, I've done my bit. I need to, I need to do something else, but people are a little bit more nervous to do that in an online meeting. Hey, everyone here, um, go jump in a lake. I'm going to get out of here. It doesn't always work as well. Yeah. And there are some other factors to that that I think are pretty important, right? Sometimes people are doing that, right? One is um, if, if, you know, they're lucky if, if it's because they really love their job and they don't have other stuff to do that, that they feel is more important. If they love it that much, then have at it. But people who used to spend time commuting don't have that commute time anymore. And some it's because people feel pressure, right? 
I don't want to lose my job. I know the company is going through hard times right now and I want to help fix that. And I want to reduce my, my own risk of unemployment or having to find some other type of environment. Well, the thing I've, the thing I've blamed for all this, and I don't know, you may have a different opinion, but the thing I blame for this is that everyone knows where everyone is. I know you're in your living room or your study or whatever from nine o'clock in the morning until five o'clock at night. Cause we have this social agreement across the world that nine to five is when people work and I know you're where you are. So I can schedule a meeting at 1130 because it's on your calendar. That time is empty. So I can put a meeting right there. And, and that is that I, I think the fact that people are, people just assume that blank space in a calendar is time they can put a meeting in and individuals it's, it's a death by a thousand cuts, right? The individual receiving the meeting isn't like this particular meeting is a meeting I hate. The problem is 11 people have scheduled meetings during their, <laughs> during their day and they still have to get work done and no particular meeting is a meeting they hate. Um, there, there's a lot of, that seems to have been the result of everyone knowing everyone's theoretically there all the time. And I think that's another thing that we haven't worked out yet very well as a culture, but we have to figure out is that somehow it needs to be acceptable for people to say, Hey, it's nine to five and I'm supposed to be at work right now, but from 1030 until 1145, I'm actually doing something else and I don't feel bad about it and I'm not shirking work. And this is just the way life is because I happen to be living with a bunch of other people who aren't part of the company and I have to get their needs met as well. We haven't solved that problem. We're currently in a let's pretend it's not a problem (laughs) as our solution. But it is an important question for listeners, right? If if you're a leader of, of some group of people, have you communicated to them very clearly that I expect you to take some time off of work to deal with things that come up in your life and, and to, to deal with your own health, you know, mental or physical. And it's okay that some of that happens during work hours. And and if you know, if you're not managing people and if you're in a team, has your has your leadership said that to you in any way? Yeah. You know, have you had that conversation? And I think a lot of companies aren't pushing and telling their, their leaders, right, to, to have those types of conversations. Everybody's trying to figure out where those boundaries are without just overtly communicating about it. Because it is a little, it is easier to default on the side of, eh, if you do a little extra work for the company, it's not going to, it's not, no skin off of my nose, right? Where a, a strategically long-term, people are burning out. Right. You're, you're seeing people just be like, well, I, I'm just sick of this nonsense. And they'll, they'll either just reduce working capacity. Uh, they will start, uh, they, they may quit. Um, one of the things I have done personally is I've started putting larger and larger blocks of time on my calendar scheduled for myself, um, just so that I can have time to do things. Um, and, and it's, especially around lunch, people seem to love scheduling stuff at lunch. Oh, you're free at lunch. Like I'm not free at lunch. I'm taking a much needed break <laughs> at lunch. Uh, and it, so yeah, it's. Right. So the important point there, right, is find ways to accommodate life, right? Cause right now everybody has a lot of stuff going on, like abnormal in amount, an abnormal amount outside of work, right? In, in the U S we've, you know, 
a lot of people have family members or extended family, right, who've had medical issues or, or who may be dead because of this stuff. And there's a lot of stress right now going on. Absolutely. Work stuff aside, if, if you know your, your business is safe and your team is safe, communicate that. Let them know that you can accommodate, you know, a little bit more flex time for them. Yes, absolutely. And, and a, a part of that, which is, you know, there's a lot about forgiveness. Forgive your, forgive your employees for, for being in a strange situation and for not necessarily uh, being, you know, solving the task in the time assigned, hitting a deadline, uh, being in the, in the proper space for a meeting. Maybe there's, you know, a lot of distractions on there and they didn't end up taking the notes that they were supposed to take in order to go, to go move forward. Um, a lot of forgiveness on their end and a forgiveness of yourself for just the inevitable mistakes that are going to happen, right? A, a manager is supposed to have a sense of what's going on with this team and with his various responsibilities at all times. That involves a lot of situational awareness, and it's it can it's hard to have that situational awareness during the you have a limited visibility, you have limited limited communication with your team members, you have a lot of distractions at home. All these types of forgiveness, both for your team members and yourself are important to be able to function at a, for a long time at this pace, right? This is a long time problem. This is not a short time problem. So, so here's actually, so here's a good example that I hope is not TMI uh, for people who are listening to this, right? So, so yesterday morning, um, my wife's mother uh, was diagnosed with pretty bad lung cancer. No, right. I'm sorry. And my wife had a complete breakdown. So my wife is, is crying and other stuff. And, and I, you know, I, she takes the day off of work. Good. Her, you know, her team is supportive of that, but I come and tell my manager, Hey, sorry for the late notice, but I'm going to take most of the day. I know mm -hmm. it's quarter close. I know there's stuff going on. I'm around for emergencies, but I got to go deal with stuff. And, and he's thinking, Oh uh, yeah, the election was stressful for me last night too. Right, so I didn't, t I, didn't, I didn't tell him what it was. And, and if I go in today and say, all right, well, I didn't get my, uh, um, my performance review for the quarter done. Yeah. Is he going to cut me slack because he knows something that I was doing something important or he's just going to, is he going to be mad because it's not done even though, you know, maybe I, he thought I did something less important. Right. And that comes back to the developing trust, right? You have to develop, you know, if, if you don't have trust with the people on your team, then they may not trust you enough to tell you when they're on an enormous amount of stress and they need to take that break. They may be like, I always have to perform because that's the contractual obligation that, you know, I've signed up for. But I did. So, so here's how it played out with, with my boss, right? I said, hope you don't mind. I have to take a half day on short notice. My wife is really losing it and I'm going to go try to keep her sane. Yeah, so it's pretty good. <laughs> it's like for sure, got to keep things sane. That's why we didn't watch the debates last night. Oh, <laughs> I said, unfortunately, we watched it, but that's the least of her problems. Unfortunately, <laughs> that didn't make things better. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, he's perfectly cool with it, but he. What I didn't communicate right is the severity. Right, it's not just that my wife is losing it over something irrational. It's not regular, normal stress. Right, it's all of these things piled up and some severe family issue and, I, I and would, default. 
but yeah. it, I wouldn't sell it short, right? You don't have to have the, the severity of the problem you're having there for people yeah. to stress out. One of the problems with stress is people think that their yeah. stress isn't severe enough to deal with. It's yeah. pretty severe at this time. So, But I think the important point, right, is, is that people default to trust in a time like now. Yeah, right? true. There's certainly like, you can, you can certainly detect a pattern with people. If, if somebody pulls something like, like that every week, maybe you need to have a conversation, try to understand what's really going on. Is, is, are they really having like severe issues that you can accommodate in some way rather than them on short notice putting off the time, just let them know, all right, one week, one day, every week, we're going to do flex. And if you need to make it up in some other time, we can accommodate that if your vacation's going to run out or something, right? There are ways yep. to accommodate that. So default to trust with people and also realize, you know, maybe you're not having the whole conversation with them and there are other things you can do to help them if they can communicate what's going on to you. And, and I, I would say there that I, I actually have to end this pretty soon, but the, the, the cape, the, like having KPIs or something, having some sort of metric, where you can say, hey, this is our core, this is our core thing that we're measuring and that we have to perform on. And then the rest of it is a little bit more flexible, can help people determine what they should be focusing on because they can say, okay, like if if I have to let things slide, I can let these other things slide. This is this is our our, our main yeah. path. So it can help too. So, right, right. Prioritizing outcomes over butts in seats. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, it's remote, right? Uh, in a way, all you can sort of judge people on is outcomes at this point. You can't judge them based on a certain amount of time spent on a particular task. But at, at this point, I think I have to go. But uh, this is this has also been a good conversation. Um, so yeah. how are you feeling about it? Good. All right. Thank you very much. And we'll talk later. You too. Bye. If you like the show, please show us some love on the Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends. The views and opinions are solely those of the speakers and not the opinions of any third party. The same holds true for guests, if we ever have guests. We don't guarantee completeness or accuracy. We don't assume responsibility or liability for the information. This content is provided for general information only, and if you choose to rely upon it, you do so at your own risk. This should not be considered professional advice. Thank you.